Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you with us today. We are here in the year of seed from 2 Corinthians 9 as a church. I hope you're catching the power of seed and making it a real personal decision to step into that dimension of really sowing miraculously for the miracle harvest that God has. Hey, I wanted to remind you that Easter is coming up in only two weeks time. And in all of our campuses, we're centering around the theme, turn to Jesus. And I guess really putting an emphasis on what we can turn away from in order to turn to Jesus. And so I really wanna encourage you, urge you, use it as an opportunity personally to invite people to church, to community, and really do this Easter together uh, as we head into a great, great year. Today, I wanna speak to you around seed, of course, but I really wanna share with you from Galatians 6, 9, it says this, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Last week, I spoke around the thought of, well, what is this doing good? Is it just being nice to our neighbours? Is it buying a coffee for someone? Is it baking a pie for someone? What is this doing good? And I would say, yes, doing good is acts of kindness, serving people, blessing people. But underneath all of that, doing good is actually sowing seed. It says, don't give up on doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good sowing seed because it will lead to a harvest at the proper time. Now, I wanna speak today around this verse and actually zone in, hone in on the word become. The person here who's doing good, the person here who's sowing seed, the person here who has started their faith journey and heading towards their miracle harvest, at some point there is a warning here, at some point there is the risk of even though you're doing good, even though you're doing what God said, even though you are sowing seed, even though you're heading in the right direction, although you start strong, start with a fire, start full of freshness, that there is a point where you can become tired. There is a point where you can become weary. There is a point where fatigue can set in and just because you're doing what God has called you to do doesn't mean that you are immune from the trap of tiredness. When I was at school, really, I really wasn't massively into sport other than man alive, I was an incredible sprinter. Tamia says that's not actually a sport. I tell her, watch track and field at the Olympics, babe, and it's one of the number one watched events. But I was an incredible sprinter, 100, 200 metres, Phil Newman, gold medal, where it's at. I was a fast sprinter, but I was a terrible cross-country marathon runner. I could run quickly if it was over short distances, but you give me a long distance of a few kilometres, And really, it amounted to nothing. I went from hero to zero. It was a tragedy. And so I just focused on what I was good at and really avoided what I was bad at. But the journey of faith, we can read from this verse. It's not a sprint. It is sometimes, in some areas, a very long journey. And just because you start strong, just because you start fresh, you start with a fire, you can, over your journey, flame out and literally not get to the harvest that God has. And that's what Paul is speaking into here. Don't just start strong 
and flame out, but somehow find it in God to start fresh and continue being fresh. And I wanna read you another passage in the Bible from Psalms 92. And it, I guess, shows the exact opposite of someone who starts fresh and flames out. It shows what it is to be a person who starts fresh and remains fresh. In Psalm 92, we read this, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted, South Australia planted, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Look at this. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. In Galatians, we read the warning, don't be a sower who starts fresh and flames out, person who starts strong and ends weak, a person who starts well but dies off, but rather be like a person in Psalm 92 who starts fresh, and we read here, even in their old age, at the end of their journey, after even decades of following Jesus, haven't flamed out, but have stayed fresh, stayed on fire, stayed full of the purpose and the passion and the zeal and the life of Jesus. And so today, in your sowing season, and I know in your relationships, friendship and romantic and professional, in your career, in your ministry, in your health, in your finance, in every area, you and I, we are sowing seed. And I'm not here today to tell you to sow seed. I'm not here today to tell you that your harvest is gonna be great. Last week I said my promise and my, my, my word for you last week was to don't give up. Today I'm here to tell you that even in your sowing season, there are ways to avoid tiredness. Don't get tired. Don't get weary in your soul and in your spirit. And here's a few thoughts around how to avoid weariness and tiredness in the seed sowing season. Number one is to stay planted. In Psalm 92, we read this, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree that will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. Particularly for our New South Wales and Queensland campuses at the moment, uh, there have over the last few weeks been incredible storms. There have been uh, rain, there's been hail, there's been floods, there's been wind. It has been literally a one in a thousand year flood that we've experienced. Now, as the waters have uh, gone, as the storms have finished, some trees have fallen over, some trees have remained. What's the difference between these trees? The trees who fall and the trees who've stayed standing. Same, same storm, same wind, same rain, same environment. I would suggest that one of the differences between what stands and remains and what falls are the roots. How planted are they? How deep are their roots and how strong are their roots and how spread are their roots? And the same thing is in our lives. Storms will hit us all. Tough times will hit us all. The, pro the promise of Jesus is not that there would be an avoidance of tough times, but that His promise would remain and endure in the tough times and He would be with us in the tough times. In fact, we would exit tough times with an incredible testimony of God's goodness and God's faithfulness and God's power. So my question to you is, he's how deep are your roots? The people in Psalm 92 who somehow stayed fresh and somehow finished their race strong, kept sowing for that, an entire season and never gave up, 
They were planted. They had their roots down deep. They had strength in their roots. They were truly, truly, truly bedded in. They weren't shallow. Their relationships weren't surface level. Their revelation of the kingdom and their uh, uh, sense of community and connection to people and to the church and to uh, the environment, it wasn't shallow and superficial, but it was deep and it was strong. So when the storms came, they remain. Number one, be planted. Number two, uh, be in the house of God. It says that they were planted not just anywhere, not just randomly, but they were planted in the house of God. And I think this speaks to two things. Number one, obviously, that we need to be planted in our local church. The house of God is God's incredible plan to look after you, provide you the community and the healthy environment for you to grow in your faith and in your life. Be planted in the house of God. The internet has made incredible resources available to us all. I enjoy them. I listen to podcasts. I watch interviews. I, I get as much material as I can into me, but nothing beats and none of that surpasses me being planted in my local church, in my community where God has placed me. And in my whole life, I can say, by being planted in my local church, in the house of God, it has been such a blessing to me. It's protected me. It's fed me. It's strengthened me. It's blessed me. And I urge you and encourage you to do the same. But the second element I think that this speaks of really is about uh, personal community and personal friendship. You know, you could say, look, I'm in my local church, I attend my local church, feel I'm either in a building or I'm online every single week. But I wanna encourage you to be reflective of the depth of your community in our church. Impact Church is an incredible church and my prayer is that you would make it your home, but that you would make it your home with a depth of personal community. My prayer is that it would go deeper than attending and it would truly be authentic, yes, messy, but authentic family. And to personally build friendships, personally, not use your temperament, your background, your church experiences, your introvert, extrovert, all of those things as excuses for superficial fellowship, but say, God, I wanna have deep, authentic, uh, real, personal connection in my life. So number one, be planted. Number two, be planted in the house of God. Number three, the third key to not getting weary in the seed sowing season is to keep bearing fruit. It says in Psalm 92, they will still bear fruit in old age. I think everyone here has some sense of the good old days, those great memories from your past, those great awesome things. Maybe it was success in your career. Maybe it was success in a relationship. Maybe it was success in ministry. You would say, hey, this was some fruit that came from my life and it was awesome. And honestly, we should celebrate it. It should be a testimony, but we shouldn't be anchored to the good old days because the good old days, although they are good, there are greater days that lie ahead for you. Jesus teaches us in John 15, five, that we will be connected to Him and we are called to bear fruit, not once, not fruit that is there for a moment, but fruit and bear fruit that will remain. This speaks to us that fruit is not a past tense experience, but it is continually current. 
hey, you might have done great things for God 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, but I wanna encourage you, one of the greatest ways to stay fresh is to be doing something for God right now and really lay down those stories and use them, I guess, as, as encouragement for your current journey of faith. Get out of the boat today. Start serving God today, whether it's in church, in your job, in your family, whatever it is, but be activated today where you are saying, God, I did have great fruit, but I am bearing great fruit right now. And in Psalm 92, they still bore fruit even in their old age. Hey, I'm encouraged by that. It means that no matter what your stage, no matter what your age, that there is a call and a purpose and a reason for you to be used by God in Jesus' name. How exciting is that? Number four out of five, the fourth key to not letting weariness set in in the seed sowing season is to stay fresh, is to stay fresh. Hey, we all know what it is to be uh, unrefreshed, to lose that sense of vitality, lose that sense of refreshing in. Psalm 23, we read that although you can go through the dark valley, that God's plan is to lead us by still waters, that He refreshes us. You know, serving God, it is a marathon. Serving God, there are battles. Serving God, there are times of day after day, faithful, faithful, sacrifice, sacrifice. And God understands that. And he understands that there are times of emotional depletion and physical depletion and even spiritual depletion. You are in a battle, you are taking ground, you are being a person on the front line, pioneering the kingdom of God. And God understands that and so offers us all these ways to be refreshed. And I encourage you to be a person who draws on the refreshing of God. If it's spiritually, be a person who gets refreshed spiritually. You pray, spend time in the Holy Spirit, spend time in the Word of God, spend time in community and fellowship, spend time having a sealer moment, a pause and a time with God. Go for a walk, go for a time with God, lock yourself away. Whatever it is that you and your personality and your journey has of a way to connect with God, be a person who does that and stays spiritually refreshed. Hey, maybe it's emotionally. There are people and times and places that drain us emotionally and there are people and times and places that refresh us emotionally. And it's okay to own that and to understand that and say, I don't need another prayer. I need to laugh or I need to have dinner with people or I need to be encouraged or I need to be reminded about that I'm not a failure and that I'm good. Emotionally get your tank reignited. Maybe it's going for a walk on the beach. Maybe it's watching a movie. Maybe it's having a good night's sleep. Maybe it's doing those practical things that just your soul loves doing. Hey, sometimes we can over-spiritualize things and miss the fact that we don't need sometimes another prayer. We need to actually spend time resting and refreshing our emotions and our bodies. So number one, be planted. Number two, be planted in the house of God. Number three, keep bearing fruit. Number four, be a person who is refreshed. And lastly, we read about Psalm 92 people that they kept proclaiming. What's your language like? What fills your mouth? What comes out of your speech? If you speak tired, you are actually prophesying tiredness and you are creating tiredness. We read in Proverbs 18:21 that there is life and death in our tongue, in our language. And if you speak like a victim, 
I'm sorry, but you are creating a victim. If you speak tired, you are creating fatigue. If you speak with negativity, you are creating a disaster. What you speak, they are seeds that you sow and you are speaking and declaring and you are creating. There is power in your speech. God created the heavens and the earth, all creation with His speech. You know, this year in the year of seed, we've given out 10 seed declarations as a whole church that we are declaring. One of the reasons we've done that is that it's to help fill your mouth, fill your language with proclamation that will keep you fresh. Don't speak poor, speak abundance. Don't speak isolation, speak connection. Don't speak forgottenness, but speak uh, honour. Don't speak these things and, 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 and not realise that you are creating something that you will reap from speak life. I tell you, people in Psalm 92 who were who didn't flame out, but people who kept fresh, I'm telling you every day, even when they felt it, even when they didn't feel like it, would have been prophesying and declaring and speaking about the goodness of God. I'm here today to encourage you. Hey, if you don't know Jesus, why don't you start your faith journey today? Maybe you once knew Jesus, but for whatever reason you've turned from Him. Today's your time to come. I'm here to proclaim to you that God says you're enough. God says that your mess hasn't disqualified you. Your sin hasn't disqualified you. Your problems haven't made you uh, 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 removed from His promise. But Jesus came to die on the cross to pay for your sin, pay for your shame, take your burden. I'm here to proclaim to you the promise of God. And hey, be a person today who responds to Jesus and says, I wanna get my life right with Him. I need this forgiveness today. Lord, I pray for people who either for the first time or again need to get their lives right with You. And I pray in Jesus' Name that their hearts and lives will be filled with peace, love and grace in Jesus' wonderful Name. Amen. For us all, whether it's for the first time or whether it's for the hundredth time or whether it's for the thousandth time, come back to the promises of God. Keep sowing seed and don't be a person who starts strong and flames out. Let's fatigue and weariness creep in and you end up looking back and going, I once was at my best, but be a person like we read in Psalm 92 that starts strong and keeps that freshness alive. My prayer is that we would be all old and wrinkly and filled still with great current stories of how God has used us and continues to use us to see incredible miracles in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts, videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.